fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You are darn right. This is The Voice of Reason. Hey, welcome into the program. You finally made it to the end of the week. I know it was a hard one. I know it was a difficult one, especially after Thanksgiving last week, trying to get back into the swing of working a full week again this week, and the holidays creeping up on you with just a few weeks left before Christmas and New Year's, where we're going to have a few weeks. After that, I'm telling you, it is like the worst time of the entire year, because then we have a whole dead stretch of nothing. Nothingness, and it's very difficult. Hey, welcome into the program. It is a Friday. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is the Voice of Reason, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. However you watch, listen, hang out with us every day. We love you to death. I don't care how you do it, but we thank you so much for doing it. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Coming up on the program, Gretchen Waller. She's at the bottom of the hour author of the book Born to Fight, Lincoln and Trump. We've had her on before. We'll talk about not just the similarities between Trump and Lincoln, according to her and her book, but also just the similarities in time. The division. Are we on the brink of a civil war and already are we already in a civil war to some degree based on just the way we are divisive in the country? Not a physical civil war, but maybe an economic civil war, a social civil war. And how does the division in today's times, the hateful rhetoric that we hear in today's times, how does it compare to what we saw back in the day? So we'll have some fun historical conversations coming up a little bit later on the program with Gretchen at the bottom of the hour. I want to kick off the program today with some, I guess, big news. I mean, we haven't touched a whole lot on it, but the stuff going on with Elon Musk and the Tweety and the Twitter universe, if you are on the Tweety, in our latest and What's Trending. Maybe. What's nope. trending today? Oh, it was on play. Let's do that again. Let's try. What's trending today? Oh, hey, there we go. Thank you. What's trending today? <laughs> there it is. Uh, the latest. We were able, right here exclusively on The Voice of Reason, we were able to get into an internal meeting, Zoom meeting, that Elon Musk had with many of his uh, employees with Twitter. Right here, I'm telling you, nowhere else do they have this audio. We were able to break in and hack into the Zoom conference between Elon Musk and what he calls many of the Gen Zers that he has had conversations with within Twitter. And this is how some of that one went. Question. Um, welcome to the meeting. Question. How many Gen Zs do we have here? All right, 274. Can you tell me what VHS means sure vaccinate high school students no you are fired (laughs) he won't be missed here is the next question how many hours do you think there should be in the work week your answer is yeah one three four go ahead yeah i think it should just be 30 hours yeah why is that because boss man sometimes you just need time to chill am i right yeah i hear you well, now you have plenty of time to rest because you is fired. <laughs> Two six four seven. Are you happy that we restored the account of Donald Trump? Well, I have prepared for you a special message. You're fired. <laughs> 
Uh, do you all appreciate free speech? Yep. Well, here's my free speech. You're all fired. Get lost. You're fired. <laughs> there it is. The exclusive internal audio from the Zoom conference of Elon Musk and some of the Gen Z workers at the Tweety that's going on at headquarters right now. If you haven't guessed, that was a spoof audio bit. But nonetheless, that was the internal meeting. That was solely right here on The Voice of Reason. Welcome into the show. we got a lot to get to today. Our serious story of the day, for reals. I mean, uh, well, maybe. Maybe for reals. What's trending today? And I say that solely because right now we have the tale of two stories. Truly. And as the Biden administration is desperate to try and keep the positive light, now they were able to scrape through and keep and maintain the U.S. Senate after the midterm election of 2022. They are trying to keep that positive light because they know that the economy is going to be one of the most important issues going into the presidential election of 2024. Which means they have to find a way to keep the inflated bubble going of how well they think, or at least they're telling people the economy is actually doing. And, and for them to do that, I, I don't know how they're going to be able to maintain it for the next two years, because as you know, just like Barack Obama, what he did with the economy when they say that we had one of the greatest and one of the quickest economic recoveries after a recession that George W. Bush put in place and Barack Obama was able to do all this stuff. It was a lie. It wasn't true. And what he was able to do is he was able to inject massive amounts of money into the economy, create this bubble, and then we have to see the bubble burst at times, which is when we see recessions. We didn't see the recession under Trump because he cut regulations, he cut taxes, the job growth happened, everybody boomed, everything was doing great, and we were able to undercut it, and then we had COVID. So now we're trying to recover from COVID, but the Biden administration thinks that the economy is doing well. Remember that we created 10 million jobs under him and that we have the greatest and fastest economic recovery under him. It's a lie, but they have to keep it up. Now, here's what I mean by a tale of two stories. There are two headlines that I want to read you here, and then we'll dissect on, get your thoughts on which one is the most accurate out of the two. Number one, this is from CNBC, payrolls and wages blow past expectations flying in the face of federal rate hikes. The federal government is just boggled. They're flabbergasted. They are kerfluffled with how great the economy has been doing under the Biden administration. And even with the Federal Reserve raising three, four, five different times the federal rate hikes to battle inflation. And remember, the raising of interest rates makes it more difficult for the, the economy to grow. People are not investing. They're not spending as much money. The businesses can't grow as much. So by putting these restrictions on the economy, they're trying to kill off a certain percentage of the consumer market. In order for things to slow down, for the supply chain issues to catch back up, for us to have a surplus again, and then they can loosen things up and let the people start spending money again. So they're flabbergasted and kerfluffled with the fact that we still have such great economic growth in this nation while the Federal Reserve continues to raise interest rates. As according to CNBC, non-farm payroll jobs for the month of November increased 263,000 new jobs for the month, with unemployment rates maintaining at 3.7%. <laughs> So for them, that's great. The payroll numbers is well above or two hundred the uh, well above the two hundred thousand estimate for those job growths for the month of November. At the same time, hourly earnings jumped by 0.6 percent for the month, doubling the estimate that was expected, and if roughly five percent higher for the annual year over year that was up. That's compared to the four point six that was expected as well. So month to month earnings increased, and year over year 
increased over what they were anticipating. Good news for the economy, right? Joe Biden did it, baby. We have solved the recession. We're getting things back on track. And even while battling inflation that is now mellowed out, has lowered. It's still sitting at 8.5-9% across the nation. It hasn't lowered, but at least it's plateaued to where it hasn't gotten any higher. We've leveled off inflation. We've increased jobs across the nation. People are still expanding their businesses, and people are still spending as much money as what they were before. Not because they're buying as much, but because inflation's so high that they have to spend more money for less goods. We are doing well in the nation, according to Joe Biden. Right? Right? There we go. Why not? But... <laughs> Positive news of the day on Friday. That's all I got to give you. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Or we have another story here. And this is not from some right-wing blog site countering what the economy is doing, countering what job growth is doing, not countering the conservative, evil, right-wing, obscure websites. This is from MSN. Here's the headline for you. Now, remember this one. The headline again. Payroll and wages blow past expectations. More jobs than what we anticipated. The economy is doing so well. Here's the headline from MSN that shared a story from Bloomberg. More Americans are leaving the workforce as participation rates drop again. Now, I'm confused. I'm confused. We increased non-farm payroll jobs month over month, but we have more Americans that have left the work site. And this isn't old. This is six hours old, according to MSN.com. This was a headline that was on Drudge Report. Or no, I'm sorry, this was not. I don't even know where this one was from. It's from MSN, obviously. I didn't find it there. I don't know where they shared it. This is updated six hours ago. Many more Americans leave the workforce as participation rates drop again. I thought we just increased jobs. I thought we had 262,000 new jobs in this nation for the last month. That was more than the expectations of 200,000. So I thought things were doing well. But according to the U.S. labor force participation rate, falling for a third straight month for the month of November, underscoring businesses' ongoing struggles to find enough workers across the nation. Oh. Now let's go back to the first story. According to CNBC, and they show which industries have some of the greatest growth with 88,000 of these 263,000 jobs for the month going into leisure and hospitality, meaning the jobs that they say that people aren't wanting to get because they're not paying enough. They don't do the $15 an hour. They're not doing the crazy minimum wage and jacking the money up. They're not doing that. So therefore, the people aren't wanting to work those jobs. So they say, according to CNBC, that we have 88,000 people working those now with an increase. But at the same time to Bloomberg, our American workforce is losing because according to the share of Americans that are either working or actively working, that ratio in the nation has fallen to 62.1%. Let me repeat that number to you. 62.1% of Americans are either working or actively looking for work. So how do they get a... An unemployment rate of 3.7%. How do they praise the fact that we increased 263,000 new jobs for the month, which was well above, blowing past expectations from the Department of Labor and the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Blowing past the 200,000 threshold that they estimated for the last month. They went past that one, baby. We're doing great. But yet we still only have an active workforce either actively working or looking for work at 62.1% in the nation. Now, that's slightly even lower than what we saw back in August at 62.4%, matching the post-pandemic high 
from March of this year. I'm trying to figure out because I'm trying to find where the discrepancy is here. Now, maybe, maybe we can say, all right, the total workforce at 62, whatever, 62.1%, maybe that's including everybody in the country. So therefore, if we just get rid of the young kids that are below the age of 18 that are not allowed to work and above 65 years old that are not allowed to work because well, they can, but they're not considered to be working age, just looking at the uh, 18 years old to 64-year-old work group, the able-bodied people in the country, if we get rid of those, then we'll have a 3.7% unemployment rate. Au contraire. They continue on with the Bloomberg story. The participation rate for the so-called prime-aged workers dropped to 82.4%. That was from the 82.5% just a uh, month ago and still remains well below the pre-pandemic levels. If I'm reading that right, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm reading that right, the prime age of workers, the people that are supposed to be of working age in this in this country sitting at 82 percent doesn't that make unemployment at an 18 percent unemployment rate if you look at the entire nation as a whole we're looking at a near 38 percent unemployment rate not a 3.7 percent interest rate. i'm curious on where they're coming up with these numbers the tale of two stories both from mainstream media sources one from cnbc that's supposed to focus on economic issues the other one from bloomberg that focuses on financial and investment in economic issues one saying the economy doing great with jobs growing the other one saying we still do not have the workforce where it was before the covid pandemic the voice of reason with andy hoosier Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. So we have the tale of two stories right now. The Biden administration and pushing hard with the mainstream media. Oh, look at how great the economy is doing. Remember, this is all they have. And while it's not true, and while it's lies, and while it's fabricated, and while they twist it to try and make themselves look good, they have to try and hold up this pestle of a good economy until the presidential election two years from now, which is going to be very difficult for them to do. Gas prices are still over a dollar higher per gallon since when Biden got into office, or even just a year ago, even while he was in office. Oh, it's Russia's fault. Okay. How about we just be more you know, domestic in our drilling and our energy consumption, our energy production when it comes to oil and natural gas and coal. That way, guess what? When it comes to wintertime, then your energy prices don't go up during the wintertime, like your electricity and your natural gas and whatever else you may use during the wintertime to heat your home, that maybe those prices don't need to go up the near 30% that's expected to be throughout this wintertime. I'm just throwing that out there, throwing it out there. Could have an opportunity for that, but now the tale of two stories. One saying jobs are great, baby. 263,000 jobs for the month of November, higher than what was expected with 200,000. Unemployment only sitting at 3.7%, and even earnings for wages went up by 0.6% month over month and 5% year over year, which that's nice, 5% year over year. Uh, How high is inflation again? Now, this is the game that they play with the Democrats, remember? So we have to play the game as well with them so we throw it back in their face. Remember, with the federal budget, if we don't increase the automatic 6% rate of increase for all these social programs and we say let's only grow it by 2%, we can't say that we're growing these social programs by 2%. We have to say that we're cutting them by six or by 4%. That's the game the Democrats play. Either we are increasing it at its same level it's supposed to automatically increase at, or anything less than that, even if it's still year-over-year growth, then it's a difference in cut. So therefore, we're losing 4%, and we want people to die in the streets. So we have to play that game. So we've seen uh, earnings, hourly earnings, jump by 5.1% year-over-year by this time, which they say, again, great, it's even higher than what we thought. We thought it was going to be 4.6. It went up 5.1 year-over-year. Inflation sitting at 8.5%, 8.8%, which means technically if you got a 5% bump in your salary or in your hourly wages year over year, you're still sitting 3% lower overall in your paycheck. You've honestly still had a 3% drop and 3% cut in your paycheck. We have to use the same terminology, the same understanding, the same formulas with the budget. And with our salaries, don't we? I mean, we got to be consistent here. Government's not going to be inconsistent, are they? (laughs) They're not going to be inconsistent. They want to be straightforward and straight shooters and be consistent with you. But then comes the unemployment, which, again, the unemployment number drives me nuts. I don't understand how they calculate the unemployment number. We need to look at the entire working age individuals between the age of 18 to 65 or 64, 65, you can still be working, but at least you're not calculated within that number because you're supposed to, you're supposed to be retired at that time, or they encourage you to be retired, or they give you the option to be retired by 65. So between 18 to 65 years old, we should be having a pretty decent rate. But at the same time, we have the prime aged workers sitting at 82% of that workforce actually either in the workforce or looking for work actively. Which means really our unemployment rate's not at 3.7%, it's at 18%. Where's the discrepancy here? And how is the economy doing so well? How are they saying 
that we're back to where we were pre-pandemic with all these great jobs and this record 10 million jobs created under the Biden administration when we still have a workforce of technically 214.7 million workers projected in the nation, roughly 65% of the U.S. population that's working age. And of that 65%, we have a working class that's 62%, and only 80% of that working age, 214.7 million people that are actually working right now. Unemployment's really at 18, anywhere between 18 to 40%, depending on how you look at it. I don't know where they come up with 3.7%. Again, another reason, 2,485, why we don't trust the government. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You are darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Happy Friday to you. Finally made it to the end of the week. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time on multiple radio stations all over the place. TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch, listen. What up? Great to have you with us today. I'm still so confused. I'm so confused with what the government's doing here. Jobs report doing well. Added 263,000. It's doing great. Unemployment at 3.7%. Yet at the same time, according to Bloomberg, only 62% of the country is actually in the workforce right now. Either working or actively looking for work, which means that's not even the true amount of people that's in the workforce. Andy, that's only the able body. Look at the only able body. Okay, that's 82%, according to Bloomberg. The prime-aged workers sitting at 82% right now, which means we have an unemployment rate anywhere between 18 to 40% in the nation, technically 18 to 38%, not 3.7%. But by golly, that government's going to tell you everything's all hunky-dory. Don't believe what you see at the gas pumps with the prices for gallons of gas right now. Don't believe what the store says when they say they have to cut back their hours because they don't have enough workers. Don't believe that help-wanted sign in front of every restaurant and fast food joint and nightclub and bar and restaurant and everything. Don't believe any of those guys when they say they're desperate for work. We're telling you there's more people working now than ever before. That's, <laughs> yeah. I love the tale of two stories from the federal government and reason number 2,487 on why we do not trust a single word that the government says. With that being said, let's shift gears a little bit and get into our latest and what's trending. 
What's trending today? And I'm so glad we were able to get this guest back on the program. It's been a while since we've had her on, and I really enjoyed our chats before, so we had to get her back on. But she is author of the book Born to Fight, Lincoln and Trump. Excited to have back on here Gretchen Waller with us here. Gretchen, how are you today? I'm doing great. So glad to be able to visit with you today. Yeah, it's always good to chat with you, and happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. We were talking off air a little bit uh, before we came on here. you got to give us an update. Uh, being in Wyoming, being a farmer in Wyoming, uh, the big news, obviously, this year has been the booting out of Liz Cheney, and not just booting out, but booting out with style. I don't think that a congressperson has been booted out that badly, at least in a very long time, and you're, you're the... Uh, history expert buff here but talk about what happened in wyoming and how are you guys doing in the state right now well you know it was so much fun to get rid of liz cheney um one thing about wyoming is is the first of all to know a little bit about the state we have more antelope than we do people (laughs) i think we have about a half a million people in the whole state we have a lot of open spaces Um, You can't get elected in Wyoming unless you are a Republican right now. We do have one little liberal, couple little liberal pockets, uh, Jackson Hole, and I think it's because of so many entertainment people are out there and come to visit. Uh, Liz Cheney actually won that county uh, by, with 75%, but that was it. Uh, She also won, but only by three points. She won the University of Wyoming County of Albany County. We thought that actually was a little more liberal than that, but turns out they don't like uh, representatives to to do what she did, and that is January 6th and vote to impeach our favorite president, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of fun. We enjoyed having uh, a rally here. Uh, we've never seen so many people in uh, that arena in Casper as we did when Donald Trump came to help our own Harriet Hageman with that win. And it, it was just a lot of fun. One thing about, I mentioned, uh, you can't get elected in Wyoming unless you're a Republican. That's why we have so many rhinos. And it's it's showing up. It's not that we are the most red state. We do have a lot of firsts. We were the first to give women the vote. Um, that's that's really great. We also were the first to have um, uh, electric lights in a ho- and telephones in a hotel. So just some little history things there. But but we have a lot of rhinos, um, people who say they're Republican because you're not going to win if you're a Democrat. It's it's just right now that's the way it is, and so we have a lot of sneaky people in here. We're working our best to try to eliminate them. We eliminated Cheney, and that was that was the best fun we have had in a long time. Um, just just doing doing what people do. We're everyday Americans. We love our country. We believe in America first. Uh, we saw how Trump did so many important things, and he gets things done despite his flaws. We overlook them because we know what it's like to be ordinary people. Um, and it was it was good. We're just busy here trying to make a living and trying to to get through this stinking administration that has no business being there. 
So yeah, no, you guys are rocking. I love the state of Wyoming. I have been to Wyoming one time in my life as a kid. We went to Cheyenne Days, and it was like the hundredth anniversary of Cheyenne Days or something. I don't remember when it was, but I remember that very vividly. Seeing the rodeos and seeing Alan Jackson, which was always my favorite uh, artist at the time, and it was. Such a spectacular place. I've always wanted to go back to Wyoming, so I'm going to have to make that trip again. But you guys definitely are the fighters. My concern is, like you mentioned, fighting the rhinos in the state because it is such a red state. Democrats realize the only way they can win is to pretend to be a Republican. Is is that going to be changing soon as, as things evolve? As you mentioned, with the, the elites trying to come to the state, is Wyoming going to be... Maybe like the new the, the new Montana, like we see with Yellowstone, all the, the developers coming to the state and trying to bring their elitism to the state. Is Wyoming on that list of something that's a cause for concern that could be changing here over the years? Well, you know, we have a border south of us, and it's Colorado. And what Colorado <laughs> is becoming is, is of course, it's a blue state now. Um, California moved to Colorado. The reason we don't have the huge influx, and we're a great state to do business in. There's no income tax. We have a lot of of, of great um, workers, a lot of people, uh, good citizens and communities. Uh, but, you know, our internet is not the best, and we're very thankful, actually, for that, that as long as that stays not, you know, really good, people are not going to come flocking mm. to us. And I, I think that's one of the reasons. But, um if we were to have that influx of people from Colorado, it would be inevitable. Uh, we would fight it. Sure. Uh, we have a lot of more. I I think we're a little, a little more um, stand up more to what is right and fair and good. Um, but you guys are holding on to the tradition there. Yeah, you're holding on to the uh, to the ag are. and to the rural community. And like you said, I mean, it's it living almost, not, I, wanna, I don't want to say primitive because, you know, you're not, obviously, but with a little bit laggier internet, a little bit less of those uh, immediate uh, immediacies there, you have that as a benefit to try and detract some of those that want to come in and just overhaul the entire system there. That, that is exactly true. And, and But, you know, the divide in Lincoln's day, it was it was it was sectional. It was regional. The nation was so divided then, pro-slavery, anti-slavery, um, and of course North and South, basically. But here, our divide is is even more stark than that. But it's urban and rural, so there's not there's not any state that doesn't deal with those blue pockets of of globalists and and versus the patriots and and whatnot so it's it's a little more difficult to to have uh, uh, areas of the country that are going to stay red if they have an influx of population and it's almost i hate to say it's almost inevitable it it can't keep us from fighting what we know is right uh what we want our nation to be um but it is it is on the horizon and the nastier the Democrats get and, and what they get away with is just horrendous. And as I see that, it's, it's, it's up in the air as far as, you know, will we have others who stand up and fight as tough as Donald Trump does? And we see him here and there. You know, Donald Trump showed us how to fight. Yeah. He showed us, yes, we have as much a stake in the First Amendment as anybody else does. And and that's what we have to do is simply stand up and fight. And it's it's a tough battle. 
especially when we don't own the narrative. It's it's owned by the left, and that's that's one of the ways they deceive so many people. You know, if you believe their lies, and there are, there are a lot of people that believe their lies, but but everything they say, you need to remember, whatever they say is act exactly the opposite of what is true. That is very true. Yeah, we're talking with Gretchen Waller, author of the book Born to Fight, Lincoln and Trump. You had mentioned this fighting. Now that Trump's announced for the 2024 presidential race again, do you think he's announced a little too early? And are, obviously they're going to go on the attack again and just do the vile hate that they've done in the past as well. Will that deter, do you think, anybody from Trump and his support going in two years out? Or do you think it is time for a new face with someone like a Ron DeSantis or somebody else? You know, we're not going to find anybody who fights as tough as Donald Trump, and we're not going to find any find anyone else right now who who has the resilience that he has. They have been trying for how many years to take him down? They have yet to do it. Um, they're 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 getting just nastier and nastier. That they're doing things that you know we would never have thought would have happened to an ex-president, you know, getting his tax returns, being able to do this stuff. But, but as the nation gets more divided and the Democrats are out in the open, it's like when Lincoln said, he said, what a skunk wants to do is stay snug on the, under the barn. And, and he, Donald Trump, you know, opened up that deep state and, and it's just, they're trying now to just get rid of him because he's the one who is able to do it. And He's exposed you know, a lot of it. I tell you what, hold hold that thought, Gretchen. we got to take a hard break here. Uh, I want to continue this when we come back right around the corner. But you're right. He exposed it. He overturned the tables. He's exposed what they've been all about. And now they're trying to demonize him and try to do their best to cover it up. Obviously, it's out in the light now. Once it's unsealed, it can't go back in the box. And it's how bad it could get for the Democrats. Lots more the coming up. Stay here. of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All the show goes by way too fast. Just as we start getting into all these deep conversations, time to wrap things up. we got a few minutes left here of the show. Welcome back into it on a Friday here on The Voice of Reason. We're talking with Gretchen Waller. You can find her online, GretchenWaller.com. You can also find her on her Tweety, at Gretchen Waller. Follow her there. See all the great content. And as we went into the break, we were talking about Donald Trump being that fighter, overturning the tables, exposing the other side exposing the agenda, the progressives, the rats, the corrupt individuals in Washington, D.C. There are a few fighters that I think Donald Trump inspired to run for office that are now in office. And one of those just spoke earlier today, just south of you there, uh, Gretchen, uh, great congresswoman at Lauren Boebert from Colorado, where she went on the floor and said this. Madam Speaker, the American people have spoken. They have fired you and have chosen to end the Democrats' one-party rule throughout our government. The days of this chamber being treated as Pelosi's house instead of the people's house are over. The American people will once again be allowed into this chamber to see their representatives at work. Republicans made a lot of promises on the campaign trail. It's time we make good on those promises. We must defund the 87,000 IRS agents that the Democrats hired, increase domestic energy production, get to the bottom of Hunter Biden's corruption, and of course the big guy who's at least compromised by 10%, reinstate the servicemen and women who were shamefully discharged because they refused to take the COVID vaccine, reduce government spending and curb inflation, secure the southern border at which there is a complete invasion, and reduce the flow of China's fentanyl into our communities. Republicans across America ran on these policies. God help us if we fail to deliver on them. And with that, I yield. Zing! I mean, that's the feistiness we need in D.C. right now, isn't it? Oh, I I love Lauren Boebert. She, She is a fighter. And, you know... She absolutely tells it like it is. I, I would add, and this is not popular with everybody, of course, because of January 6th, but fix our elections mm. in Arizona, in Wisconsin, in Michigan, in those places that are so egregiously unfair. And, you know, we can win again in those without, uh, as long as it's fair. One thing the Democrats don't like to do is they can't, they can't win a fair fight. And and they've had they've had the narrative they've they've had everything, and as far as you know Donald Trump announcing to run, I I think he's just fine. You know he's he's gonna do it. Everybody expected him to do it. Yeah. Um. I love Ron DeSantis. You know what he's done with Florida. I don't know why Florida would want to give him up, but I hopefully Ron DeSantis is not going to run. Um. He did great in Florida. One thing. Uh, the polling said it was going to win. You know, the polling worked in Florida because 
he had an election police. He made sure to enforce there were no shenanigans. He put everybody on notice. And Florida is no longer needed to take an election. Um, they have Arizona now for that and Nevada and and other states. So it's no longer a battleground state. I think DeSantis kind of, is it okay to say that he had a walk in the park um, <laughs> because of his what he has done with Florida? Yeah. He's turned it around, but I don't think he can do that in Pennsylvania or, you know, Arizona. It's a whole different ball game in those Democrat-run states. But, but you know, he's a great candidate. I think for 2028, he'd, he'd be super. Um, but, you know, one of the, like Lauren Boebert was saying, uh, just all of those, we've got to hold the Republicans accountable. We can kind of, I love looking at history. And we can look at history for what Donald Trump is doing right now. You know, the nation is divided. But we can look back and see kind of another president that we had that was an in-your-face. We have a divided Republican Party. Mm. Donald Trump revealed how deep the state was. For heaven's sake, we have Mitch McConnell, who was working against candidates that could have won had he supported them. And and that's, that's an, I call it Cheney Republicans. You know, they're not out for the same thing. America first. They're just not with it. And we've got to hold them accountable. Um, Teddy Roosevelt, whenever he ran, he won all of the Republican primaries in in 1912. And yet the Republican Party did not give him the nomination because he was so such a controversial, unpredictable. And he was a man for the people. He absolutely fought for so the, the, the know, divide really, worker. yeah, the divide in the Republican Party has gone on that long and has been that deep, keeping out the great candidates from him to Reagan all the way back when and and Trump even recently. Gretchen, we're out of time, my friend. I could talk to you forever and we didn't even get to a whole lot of the historical stuff that I wanted to. So we got to get you back on the show again real soon. That would be great. So hey, glad to talk to you. Always a, a pleasure. Day. I love it. You as well. Everybody have a great weekend. We're back at it on Monday. This is The Thank Voice you, of Reason. Sure.